Welcome in. It is episode number 26 of Jobbing Out, officially half a year in the books for this podcast, defying all odds every time we walk into a studio. And we actually get to see each other this week. I know. It's weird. I actually maybe liked it better the other way. I'm Glenn Clark. <laughs> He's Aaron Oster, who covers the WWE for the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And we talk every week about the world of professional wrestling. Everything we do is brought to you by WrestleCrate. I've enjoyed watching you guys opening your WrestleCrates on Periscope. It's my new favorite thing to do. Um, I, I just hope that you all get the joy that every... If you let me say that again, if you don't get WrestleCrate, go watch one of those and watch the unbridled joy yep. of someone unpacking their WrestleCrate. It is awesome, and you can have that feeling too if you just sign up for WrestleCrate. It, it would make sense. Yeah, it's a logical thing to do. Fifteen dollars a month is where packages start. There is so much great stuff in your WrestleCrate. I mean, fat heads, um, action figures, DVDs, T-shirts. From uh, Barbershop Window, ProWrestlingTees.com. Shirts alone yep. that would cost you 20 bucks. And they're just good shirts. Sure. It's not even – see, some crates, they'll, they'll sell you the, the crappy ones that no one sells. Yeah, we got to talk about that for a second because you're right. I, I had this conversation with one of the, the people that I work for last week yeah. that there are people that have now gotten into the care package business where it's their junk. Yeah. That their junk that they have, they now say, hey, buy a box of junk and you get our junk. That's not WrestleCrate. No, I, I I wear most of the shirts I've received. In fairness, Aaron is a nerd. Do keep that in mind. Yes, but they're legitimately cool <laughs> too. I, I've gotten <laughs> complimented. I know, and what I'm saying is, I think that this product is for nerds. Well, that too. But you know what? Even if you're not a nerd, no, no, there's still plenty of great, stuff. Absolutely, great shirts, great figures, no great everything. No doubt. Fifteen dollars a month, and you can take ten percent off that just by using our code. J O sent me is the code. J O sent me. And you get 15% off, sorry, 10% off the $15. Or if you want to go to the next level, 10% off whatever yep. you end up spending just for using that code, J-O sent me, WrestleCrate.com, at WrestleCrates on Twitter. Um, let's look back on uh, kind of what happened on Monday night in our main event this week. And we want to discuss, namely, the return of Sting. Yep. And the actual, which I know last week he was on the show, but he just pointed Sting last Sting and Rollins and everything that's going on with Seth Rollins, really, more than anybody else. As much as the return of Sting was the headline, the more interesting thing is the the clear direction they are putting Seth Rollins on. So, as, as Aaron's alluding to, it appears to be that there is a collision path right now between Seth Rollins and Triple H. Yeah, it would, now, it, we've thought this for some time, yes. in fairness. I, I think this has been a very slow build, and a couple times what we thought was a build was derailed, and we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, but it does appear more and more as though this is coming into picture. It's just that the way it's coming into picture, one doesn't really seem to make a whole lot of sense to me, and two... I'm not really sure if it's what's best for these parties. It's, it's, for one, the odd thing about it, the, the surprising thing about it is that it seems like they are building Triple H as, as the, the face, face and Seth Rollins as the heel. I think most people assumed that if this collision path happened... It would go the other way. Yes. Um, especially at this point. I think early on you could have seen a, a kind of power-hungry... Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins yeah. and, and Triple H have to step back and be like, look, I'm the only guy who can stop this egomaniac. And well, he also had a, a group aligned yes, with him. Yes, You know, he had the authority. It made sense. Um, let me let me say a couple of things about this. Sure. So this week what we learned, as Aaron had sort of hypothesized a week ago, 
was that we're going to have two championship matches at Night of Champions. Two I, days after Ring of Honor is doing right, the, the same thing. Match, I understand. Yeah. I told you then I didn't like this. I, I just, I don't, I don't like, because what it, it does is it reinforces, if you're going to do something like this, it reinforces Sting being in a one-on-one match with Seth Rollins, and that never made sense to me to begin with, and it still doesn't make sense to me. I just don't, I, I can't fathom that concept. Your argument is, well, it's more logical if it's Seth Rollins' second match of the night. That you can then justify a 57-year-old being able to... I, I also think that if you're going to use Sting, it better be in a big thing and, and kind of burying him or hiding him in a triple threat match. But I think that's the, the well, reality. No, no, that I'm saying as far as wrestling goes, you're right. It would make more sense to put him in a multi-man match. In, in terms of we want to make this a big moment that Sting is getting a title, a WWE title shot, as it should be. This should be a very big moment in wrestling for the first time ever. I understand. Sting is getting, so to, I think you almost needed to put him in a one-on-one match. I, I, well, I hear you, that. but aren't you taking away from it by it not being the only match that Seth Rollins is competing in that night? No, I don't think so. I disagree. I think you now have two main events, and the entire night is about Seth Rollins and very little about Sting. I think that's the problem that you come into now is that the night is really about Seth Rollins. He's defending two belts. That, the, to me, Sting just happens to be in the other match. By the way, the guy he's fighting in the other match, the guy that he's competing against in the other match, just so happens to be the top guy in the company. Yes, yes. I think that absolutely takes away from this is Sting's WWE Championship opportunity. Uh, I think it, well, you're right that it does. It, it you can stop the focus. No, that, you can totally stop it. That you're oh, right. Oh, but I won't. No, but no, I, won't. I, I think that you you had but it figured out. You no. can just. In fact, I want to loop that if you don't mind. <laughs> just, put a marker get that, get that on the recording lot. just so I can have that when we get an instant one, replay in here. It's the one time that I will ever say you're right. Well, I know I'm right. No, um, I'm right about a lot of things, Aaron. Oh, if it. Who called, uh, who called John Stewart, huh? Who called I, that? I, I still say, that was wish fulfillment. That was not you calling it. You, you never went you out and said, Ryback I picked Ryback to win in the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> you did. Yes, thank you. You, you picked Ryback. But I got the fact that they are having <laughs> hey, two matches the way, in the our, same our way. Our third, uh, missing co-host. I guess we, we should always remind people that AJ Francis is a part of the show. It's just that he also has a job. And apparently that, he looks like he's going to keep his job. And thank, I'm so happy about yeah. that. Um, our buddy AJ Francis, who plays the Miami Dolphins, went so hard on me over the weekend. To my employer, my employer, Pressbox, tweeted out a link to something that I had written for oh, them I last that. week. I saw that. And he went at them <laughs> I saw over that. me picking yeah. Cena to win at uh, SummerSlam. Anyways. Very funny. Um, but, uh, I'm like, wait a second, jerk. It's my employer. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't know yeah, boundaries. He doesn't know boundaries, no doubt. He has doubt, no man. boundaries. Um, but uh, that's what we should call that, like, no boundaries whenever That's AJ not bad. I like that, actually. There we go. But, uh, you know, Seth Rollins should be the focal point. Like, that's a I, problem I, they've had. Seth I, Rollins should I understand be the focal point. I understand what you're saying. But, but they can also have Sting make matter. If it was, if it was Seth Rollins, Cena, Sting, it's then still you're Sting ba- fighting for the WWE Championship. No, I, I think that Cena over, almost overshadows him. Okay, but I don't think that you've gotten rid of that by putting them in two separate matches. Uh, I disagree. I think that you're, now that the more focus is on Sting than on Cena. I, I think if they were in the same match, more focus would be on Cena. What than was, on Sting. how did the show end? Both of them, I guess. Yeah, and then it was both, and, and with, yeah. with Sting's music playing. But I don't like that. I don't, first of all, well, I think no, part I, of this is I despise the Sting Cena th- th- thing. Th- I yes. just despise that. Yes. Third, I 100% despise the idea of this building to a, a Survivor Series match where you have Sting, Triple H, H and Sting. John Cena on one team. What the F is that? Yeah. This reeks of... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
before we get too far, Ed, we are assuming that that's going to be the survivor. Well, I don't know why else you're doing this. Well, don't forget, there could be a some other Survivor Series match with Triple H Rollins as the main event. Well, I, that's the idea. The idea would be that be Triple H and Rollins would captain the two teams. But but I'm saying you could separate. You could have a separate. Oh, you're saying that would be a one-on-one. That would match, be a one-on-one on confrontation okay, at then, Survivor Series. Then why involve Sting and Cena now? To be again, I there's a lot of things they could do. From where they're going, logically, they would build a team around Seth Rollins versus a team that had we're, Triple H. We're assuming that Cena and Rollins are at Hell in a Cell, right? That, that's the logical. I think that would make the most sense, yes. That's the logical move there. So this might be just them bridging to Triple H. They're like, we need a month here before we get – a month, month and a half before we really get into Rollins, Triple H. And it just so happened to be that this is so falling on Survivor Sting's Series. lying around. Let's just yes, arbitrarily throw I, him in this. That's what I was saying. You know, I said that last week, that this was – you know, this is usually a filler title match, whatever I, it ends I, up being. I hear you. I just don't like it that way. Well – that's the world Sting's we live in. Sting's supposed to be network. a big deal. Especially with the, wor- the world we live in where the network and the network buys matter. You're going to see more of this where it's Sting coming out, where it's, you know, these old, the legends, the, these big names to come out to sell the network on the off months. Okay, but that's fine. You can do that the way that you're doing it with Brock Lesnar. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, Sting doesn't have to be in your championship picture for Sting to show up at Night of Champions. There's nothing wrong with having Sting involved and giving him something else. Giving him whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't necessarily disagree. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now you're injecting him into your title picture, and where are you going with it? Where does well, it lead to? you're going to Triple H that, for and, whatever reason. And that, to me, again, I, there's so many things involved in this. It reeks of what the WWE has done, attempted to do for five years now, which is to, we are so desperate to try to get John Cena over as is, See, no, that we I will trot out, we will have every former, name one guy now, one guy that has mattered in the last 25 years in WWE that they haven't trotted out to try to put John Cena over. Yeah. Austin? Maybe. Maybe so. Maybe you've named the one. Yeah, I think Austin would be basically That's it. the one. That's um, it. They have done everything. And, and this See, is, but in this case, in this case, it, at least as of now, Aaron, there and was I'm, no wait, wait, need for your final shot on Monday Night Raw to be Sting, Sting and John Cena well, standing made, there together. No, it made sense in the fact that, obviously, you know, you, you cut from those two as in these are the two guys who Rawls are. But does, it, wasn't, does it really make sense to Sting? Does he really, does Sting really want to win the WWE title by beating up a guy that John Cena already beat up the night, that night? Sure, because he said that really, he doesn't want this guy as champion. Why he cares? That, Whatever. That's so unface. It, it's that. It's that's a terrible face move. If you're Sting, you want. If you're the face, right. you want to fight the guy as strong as he possibly can. That's the nature of being a face. Though it, it seems. Here's the question: Is Sting a face? First of all, we, well, he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be a legend. That which is the that same. That means way. the same thing. Well, okay, but in WWE okay, world, well, I mean, then in that case, an Undertaker shouldn't be using low blows. And stuff. I, we already addressed that. And I'm, but I'm fine with it because at some point, again. I, I feel like when you are a legend like like that, when you are Sting, when you are the Undertaker, if The Rock ever comes back, you know, for for more than a no, second, he's gonna come back, right? But you you are above face and heel dynamics. I disagree with that. You they, they know what they're doing. You don't put a guy in a one on one match with Seth Rollins, your top heel, without specifically wanting him to be the face. You don't do that. Well, I mean, I mean, in, I mean, hypothetically, you know, John Cena is a heel for. I mean, they, 
the, the fact that we're, we're, we're doing the, the nitty gritty about face seal dynamics, like, we well, can, I go, do through, think we can so go through every character in the entire I, company. I, they have had a lot of problems, I agree, but when you come you know, to the, your, the new day that you're raving about. I know, but stop. The main event, your championship right. match, should always be the, the face line, versus heel. I agree with that, unless it's a big time face versus face. Fine. But, I agree with that. Here's the thing. The way they're setting this up, I don't love it, but the way they're facing it as, as Seth or Sting just doesn't want Seth Rollins as champion. He doesn't be, believe he's a worthy champion. Why don't champion. you help John Cena become the next champion? Well, that makes sense, too. But in the, this the, case, You're going to keep trying to come up with arguments for it, and I'm going to keep poking holes back in well, them. Well, but... Everything you say, okay, why doesn't he? Well, maybe he was trying. Maybe when he showed up, he didn't really want to be in a title match. He was just thrown into it. He, don't worry, he never asked for this. He just immediately was thrown into it. Because you're, if you're staying, you're not allowed to say no thanks. I should give this to John Cena. Why would you? <laughs> why would you stand with <laughs> at the end of the night? It's because you want to be seen. Because This is my point, Aaron. My point comes back to this is what they've done. They have force-fed this notion of we will continue to ignore the fact that the character doesn't make any sense anymore, and we will continue throwing John Cena out there to try the to convince people. The character never made Sing never made sense. No, no, from not, the not moment Sting. He, not oh. Sting. John Cena. Oh, John Cena, it makes sense for him to have a ma- uh, rematch with Rollins. Yes. I, I, I don't – every time someone stands next to Cena does not mean they are together with Cena. In this case, they have a common enemy. At, at no point has and Cena again, come out. And I'm sure he will in the future. But until he does, I'm going to say, as of now – I'm sure he will. I'm sure <laughs> – I know you, Of course he's going to. He's going to. As of now, you are jumping ahead. No, I'm not. You it's, are. This Sting is what has, they do. At no point has Sting – Sting put over Triple H – which doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Sting put over Triple H, but at no point that's, that's, did Sting put over John Cena. Well, he did by standing next to him. No, he came out to be like, hey, I'm still here. Don't, this isn't a Cena. Then he would have come out and said, hey, Cena, get off the stage. <laughs> well, he was stood in front of him. He stepped in front of him at the end there. You, you are so, you're so jumping here. You are so doing your best to try to make it seem like I'm not right when you know damn well that no, I No, I, I know you're going to be right. I'm saying you're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. You, you talk about this, this now, what, we won't have anything to talk about when he actually does this support This is what John they Cena. do. Let's try it out. Everyone we can find to desperately put John Cena over. And for a couple of moments, it works, right? Because you're not going to boo Sting, but Sting's not going to be there every week. And so it's, there's no lasting impact to it. It doesn't, it, they did it with Hulk Hogan before, you know, this Hulk Hogan. They did it with everyone. They did it with The Rock. They have done it with everyone they possibly can. Well, to be fair, it took them two years to do that with The Rock. Fine. <laughs> but the, it's not as if they were doing it every week for two years. It took them two matches to do it with The Rock. Well, yes, two matches and 20 <laughs> segments where he, you know, whatever. The point being, they do it with everyone. Please. Please go put it. Ric Flair is, I think he does it in his sleep. Oh yeah, Ric, Ric Flair definitely does it. Ric Flair does it when he, he's not on TV. Like he's, he's sitting at a restaurant, you walk up to him, he's like, I gotta tell you who I really like. <laughs> What's your name again? George? Steven? Whatever it is. I gotta I, tell you. I the like guy, John Cena. The guy I really like is the John Cena guy. I really enjoy his work. He's, he's a hard worker. He cares about the business. Ric Flair does it when he farts. Of course he does. This is my... Well, that, that's also because they don't trust Ric Flair well, on the microphone. I understand wholeheartedly <laughs> that issue. But my point to all of this being, I have seen this time and 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 time again. Okay. I don't need it again. You're right. And you know what? When it happens, I'll be sacred. 
Well, yes, there's something sacred. What's that? John Cena. Yeah, of course. You know what? You made a good point there. You want to grab a break? And that wraps it up right there. Uh, I, I, and I, I do just want to point out that, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of mentioned it a few times. The, the whole Ring of Honor thing. The I whole know. I know. Blatantly, blatantly. And right after the Jay Lethal thing. Like blatantly I, I copying it is so absurd It's all just, you know, it's, it's, it's weird how it worked out. The timing oh, of yeah, all Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they, they had it written back in January. It just so uh. happened to be. But, uh, yeah, let's grab a quick break. Uh, and we'll come back. We'll come back. You know, Braun Strowman is awesome. Yeah, yeah, we'll go over the rest uh, of Raw. Dolph and Rusev and Summer are not awesome. No. And oh. everything else we that will, happened on Raw. We will discuss that next. It is jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be. When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe is where Marilyn gets engaged. Smythe Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, in Annapolis. And I didn't set out to break Lou Gehrig's record. I just played the game because that's what you were supposed to do. Celebrate the 20th anniversary of Cal Ripken's 2131 record on Wednesday, September 2nd. Come early and get a free bobblehead. Celebrate with the Iron Man on September 2nd. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Surcharge free ATM use. That's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge you to use their ATMs. They make you spend money just to get your money. We don't. At Royal Farms, you can come in anytime, day or night. Walk over to our ATM, take out your bank or credit card, and in just a few seconds, get your cash for nothing because it's surcharge free. Individual cardholder fees may still apply for using a Royal Farms ATM, but we won't charge you. So the next time you want to get cash at an ATM, come to Royal Farms. Because this is how we do it. Get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Cash for nothing because there is no fee. Get more than the score on a 50-word blog. Go to PressBoxOnline.com for the complete story on your favorite Baltimore and D.C. sports. High school to pros. All right, I don't know about you guys, but when my car goes up, there's nothing in the world worse than having to pick up the phone and call my mother-in-law, who I love, and say... Can I ask you a favor? Could you come get me and take me to work? Oh, it's so uncomfortable. That's why I turned to First Choice Automotive in Joppa, 710 Pulaski Highway, 410-676-5552. Free towing with all repairs. Free loaner cars with major repairs. First Choice Automotive, fcautomotive.com. Make them your first choice when it comes to your vehicle. Rusev Udria, Rusev Machka. 
Segment number two, it is Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster. It's all brought to you by WrestleCrate. Of course, Aaron covers the WWE for Rolling Stone, Baltimore Sun. But you already knew that because you tuned into the first segment. It's always weird for me doing podcasts, Aaron, that I forget it's not radio. Yeah. You, like, you, I feel like I need to reset. There, there's no one jumping in in the middle of the second correct. segment. Yeah, they know who you are. They know they found us. I'm still getting used to this life. I'm still figuring it all out. All right. When we you're, left, you're old. You're, you're telling people to get off your lawn, and and I, I appreciate the fact that you're willing to, stand, to try something. I like stand this. by the fact that I want you off my lawn. I stand by that. It's my lawn. Get the f off. But well, you have a very big lawn. Well, so what, do you, but what are you doing there? Well, you have a big lawn. Yeah, correct. What are you doing there? I don't know. Yeah, Enjoy it. yeah, you didn't think about that at all, did you? There's no sense for you to be but on my you, lawn. Usually when I'm on your lawn, I'm like slip and sliding down well, a giant I mean, I'm, hill. Well, I'm okay <laughs> with that if you're on the lawn for that reason. All right, so um, where we left off, we were um, bickering about <laughs> Sting and John Cena. Let's talk about uh, the other stuff that happened uh, this past week on Raw. And we have to start with the abomination. <laughs> I, I figured you would want to start with the bad, because that's you. I, I have challenged... I wish that AJ was with us this week, so I could challenge him to defend this. <laughs> this sucked it, so it, it's, much. It's, it's really bad. Like, it, it was already a bad storyline, but actually it had started to get a little better with Dolph wasn't there. Dolph comes back, it gets bad again, and then it... it yeah, I... I don't know who thought this was good. Let's just break it down from a, a very, just, just from a very basic standpoint. Ignore, you know, where they're going with it or anything. You have a situation where one of your bigger faces is basically being accused of sexual harassment. Correct. On, on, on that level, even if, you know, yes, some are raised to heal, yes, we're ne- not necessarily supposed to believe her. Five, if 5% of the audience even puts that in their mind that, oh, Dolph Ziggler sexually harassed Summer yeah. here, why is that a good thing? And at a time where, and I, I hate the fact that we got to talk about it, the WWE's had a lot of negative yes. of late. <laughs> yeah. A lot of negative. And, and, and we'll get into some of that yeah. a little later yeah. on in the podcast. But, but maybe you want to try to avoid some of this type of stuff. It, it, it doesn't need it. Yeah. It, it, it's just bad. Like, yeah. If, if you want to do the normal, you know, the storyline itself, it wasn't good, but most of the wasn't good was just that Dolph and Lana were really awkward around each other. Right. Like, you, you can understand where they were going with the storyline, you know, the, the, all of that, and, and it wasn't necessarily offensive the way. The, the offensive part was simply that Dolph and Lana have negative chemistry, which you can't really blame the writers for other than they should have figured that out before they put them together. Or they should have been willing to accept the fact that it wasn't working. working and, and end it. Yeah, correct. But but the storyline as, you know, one guy's with with a girl, the girl goes off with another guy, and the guy, you know, the first guy brings in another girl, fine, whatever, you know, in its basics, not the worst thing in the world. This is the worst thing in the world. Terrible. Terrible. It's, it's really, really bad. Um, I, I and I don't even have advice for for what to do now. I I don't. I have no advice. This is you, you end it. God awful. Like at first I was like, okay, maybe you continue it by you have Lana jump back with Rusev and then you know, no, no, just, just get rid of this thing. It's so the ba- the, the, the well, stench okay, but, is is. But all, what is your end game here? Are are I mean honestly, what is your end game? Is part of the end game you recognize the reception that Lana is getting and you want her to be a face? I well, I, I think is, the original plan was you get Lana over as the new Sable type figure, the new transcendent female star who maybe not necessarily has to wrestle, but who is a transcendent female okay, star to do what. 
to be the face of the car, you know, to be what Sable was. I, to I, the, okay, I understand, but like you have to have someone that she works with. Dolph's going nowhere. Well, I, I think the thought was, okay, Dolph is super over, so she, they were right. instead together they've both gone down. Correct. That was that. That's been the problem here. Yes. Again, you you can see what they were thinking up until this moment. Everything. To a degree, you could logically say, okay, this is why they well, did this, I, this is why they did that. And didn't we think that Rusev was in line for a, a face turn? Like, didn't we feel you, like I he, never, I never really I thought he that. was in line for a face turn. I thought he was in line for, you've gotten as much out of that character as you can get out of it. And the problem now is that they're trying to use subtlety to separate him from the character that he was when he was pretending to be Russian. But, like, it's it's subtlety. That's all it is. Right. It's not that he's so drastically different. That hey, you know we're um he's he's not Russian anymore now he's Bulgarian but he still has a massive flag he still got the massive flag so but but now it's see I, I he's did like essentially how, still the same guy well, that no, you had gotten everything you could get out see, of see it was more now I actually I I kind of like what they're doing because even though he does have the flag you know the flag has his face on it. it's now more egotistic Rusev as opposed to nationalistic oh, Rusev I mean okay and I don't think that's a subtle thing I think that's a very big thing I don't think I think that you think that way I don't know that it works that way it, I think that the average WWE fan you is might significantly be right. dumber you might be than right. that I, personally, and only thinks and still doesn't really know what country Rusev's from well that's true as well I think that's the but, reality you know, that you're dealing with and you, so you, that's you still why get I, the USA chance at him and stuff and yes I, I so but at least in my mind I think there is a a huge difference between I, I hear the two. you, and I, I'm not saying there shouldn't be, but I just don't think that it's been effective the way that you, you're you're hoping that it would have been effective. My point being that I think in order to get Rusev away from that character, you had to totally turn him, that you couldn't use See, but, subtlety to make him a different character, I, and, and, but and there was nothing more to get out of the character thing, I don't think you, you need a huge drastic change. I think you could still go, like, if this is what he is for the next two years, I'm okay with that. Um, I mean, okay, but... Then he's if, – if this is what he is for the next few years, he is um, forever uh, banished to the mid-card. You know, he's, he's – uh, there's know no way that. this guy can be a main eventer. I disagree with is that. I, okay, you, I, I compare and, – and from moment one that I saw him in NXT, I've always compared him to Umaga. Um, there's a mid-carder. Umaga was in the main event for quite – you know, again, mm. you, you have to put him in the right situations. He was in the mid – or he was in the main event when he was with – when he was uh, allied with Vince McMahon. When he was, but part that of, wasn't the main event. It wasn't the main event, but it was the biggest. It was, it was the most memorable match on the card. Maybe it was significant I, well, because you're, Donald you're the Trump one, was You're involved. the one who's saying that you know one of the main events is Cena Rollins, be, even though that's no, probably the first match on the card. But it is. It's. I mean, it involves the champion. Okay, well, and I'm saying if you put him with the right person in the right situation, then even if he, if he, it's same with Umaga. The Trump Vince McMahon thing might not have been the main event, but it was the most hyped match I on think that what, card. I think that I year. think what you're saying is you can use him in certain roles, but his character is not main event. That essentially Umaga wasn't the main event there. The idea was that Vince McMahon versus Donald Trump was the main event. That is is fine. But okay. this character is not a main event okay, character. Okay, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing that he's not a main You know, well, Chris I mean, Jericho was never a main event well, character. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. He was, he, no, 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 no. Chris Jericho Aaron. Chris Jericho was very solidly that upper 
that upper upper mid card guy who you can put in the main event if you want to, but at no point is he. But he was regularly put in the main event. He was okay, and he, he was comfortably regularly was, put. In but the main he was events. also very regularly down in the mid. To I low understand card. that he was used in a lot of roles. He wasn't a main eventer every and, every pay per view. And I think that it was. I think Umaga or no Umaga. Now you have me on Umaga. I think Umaga was used in that way where he was put often in main. He events. He was put often in bigger events. He and was main never events. the focal point of a show. Uh, I mean. You know, he, he he did feud for the title a few times. When? Uh, he, he had that great uh, Last Man Standing match with John Cena. One, one of Cena's better matches. When Cena had the other title. Right, the WCW title. Uh, w- the, the World Heavyweight, whatever you want to call it. I, I don't think so. That was on Raw. Well... It might, you know what? It might have been the big gold belt, but that was when the big gold belt well, it was met. on Raw, right? Yeah, it, right. it was. It was on Raw. It was the belt that mattered. Well, all right. I'm, I'm going to keep coming back to this. If you're making the comparison to Umaga, I'll hear you on Umaga. Okay. But Umaga was no Chris Jericho. You're making a jump between. Okay, the two I might women. be making a slight jump, but no, might... that's a significant jump between. Chris Jericho's a Hall of Famer. Umaga was a guy. I mean, dude, they're they're, they're worlds different. That you're, you're, it's a big jump. I'm fine with the comparison to Umaga. My, 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 my point is that he is an upper mid Carter who can be in the main event if necessary, which is for a large por- portion of Jericho's career. And no, I'm not comparing the two as far as, you know, their careers. I'm saying that Jericho generally, generally was the upper mid card guy who's very credible both in the main event and in the mid card. That 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 was my comparison there, and I I feel that Rusev could be that guy. Yeah, I'm not I'm not there. I mean, I'm not there that Rusev could main event four pay per views in twelve months. I don't think that could happen. I just don't think that not this character. I don't think this character can do it. I like evil Rusev. I do. I think it's a good idea. But this guy to me isn't even evil Rusev. This is more. Uh, this is egotistical Rusev, which is I like fine. egotistical Rusev. I I I don't dislike egotistical Rusev, but. Then it's got to be a much more drastic egotistic. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously you ha- you can't have him exactly the same where he's being weird about Lana. Yeah. You, you have to ramp up his aggression. This guy just doesn't cut it no, for me. No, but again, the the structure of Rusev. By the way, it was the, just so you know, it was the WWE Championship. You had that right. Okay. Yeah. You had that right. It was WWE Championship at at Royal Rumble. At Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um. But no, you you obviously you have to amp up his re- aggression. You have to amp up the fact that he needs to win. But I think that you have the basic Rusev character in place, that the basic Rusev character could be something big. Uh, look, I, I like Rusev. I, I wish well for him. I think that there's so much you can do with a guy that looks like that, is that athletic. I, I think there's so much there. I just It saddens me that I, I'm, I hate always coming back to this. I have this terrible concern that the John Cena angle will end up being the end of him. It's possible. That, that you cannot recover from building up, building up, building up, and literally ripping it all apart by having well, him lose three or four matches to John and, and, Cena. And this is something where, yes, the Cena factor is in play, but just the fact that you were building him, it, it's a problem you have whenever you build, build whenever you and push somebody so monster. quickly. Right. Yeah. And not just quickly, but build somebody as undefeated. You know, this happened to Goldberg. When Goldberg lost the streak, he was dead because well, he was the streak. I would disagree that he was dead. Well, he, 
He Goldberg was, was never the same after you, he lost you that match to Kevin You might be right, Nash. but Goldberg was still had be, had already put himself into icon status. If right. you do it that route, you almost have, have to, to take do it, it through the championship. Fine, that's like, fair. You have to get if you're going to go that yes, route that's of a guy fair. building, 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 building. It can't end with him falling short. You're right. He's he's not Goldberg didn't fall to nothingness, but he was never the same after because well, he the, wasn't, streak, the streak the streak defined him right. The so streak heavily. was so massive. I understand exactly what you said, but remember and, and that streak was. was the streak. He, and it was so much more significant than yes. anyone else's streak at the start Correct. of their career. Correct. It was absurd, the numbers that he that he reached during his Which, streak. Which, because obviously they made up the numbers. I, but yes. I understand, yes. Aaron. I yeah. totally get that. But my, my point no, being no, no. that if, if you're going to go that route, I think you almost have to go the Goldberg route of this is what you, we're going to do. You have to push him to we're an take extreme all the so way when there. he does fall, he doesn't fall he's, as far. And he still has the credibility yes. of having yes. been the champion, having been a main I, eventer, I all of those types but, but of I'm things. Just, and, and that's part of the problem is that they, they made the streak, the undefeated thing, part of him, but didn't go all the way Correct. with it. So when he did get that drop-off after being undefeated... He wasn't high enough that you know that right. he needs the credibility to, didn't exist right. to say. So I, I, you have to build him back up again. You got to get him out of this ridiculous storyline, yeah, and you got to build him up again. Abysmal, abysmal. Um, and hopefully they do. Um, a couple other things that happened on Raw. Speaking um, of a great debut. <laughs> oh yeah, you yeah. you're all in hot I, I, and bothered about Braun Strowman. I I, I want to talk about. It. I mean. First of all, um, again, I just love the fact that we had never seen him before, and all of a sudden he's coming out as this great monster. He's huge. We don't still don't really know if he can wrestle, but he's so big, and and just the way he's built makes it look like he's killing Dean Ambrose every time he throws a shoulder, you know, a basic shoulder tackle there. Right. Um, I, I love the fact that you know, if first of all, he looks like a Wyatt family, like his face, he looks like a Wyatt family member. Yeah. His voice is terrifying. He is exact. If you could create. A Wyatt family member in, oh, in a creator. It is Braun Strowman. I, you know, the only thing that I noticed a little bit this week is that his face looks a little bit more goofy than frightening. It's it's a little weird, but but that's fine. But, yeah. Again, it, you're, it, these is supposed to be a, a backwoods cult. I understand. Thing. Like that is what I picture when I picture somebody who's taking part in a you know backwoods cult. Right. His voice is terrifying. Yeah, and, I don't know where if that's something that they've been working on with him or what. It, I don't know, but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was out there. And the way that he just at, at first I was just like, okay, you know, he throws Reigns into the barrier, and Reigns jumps back up. I was like, come on, you're not going to sell it. But then he just kept the beat down, going and going and going, and I was like, well, okay, think, I'm I, all for I this. Think this. I think this is perfect. And and I, I think that you know, it, it's one thing that I feel I didn't realize it till the time. It's something the White family's been. Missing, because yeah, Eric Rowan was a big guy. Eric Rowan was never an enforcer that you're terrified of seeing in the ring. Like he's not that guy that you stand there and you're like, oh my god, what do I do? With? You know, yeah, he was Correct. big, but he wasn't physically necessarily physically imposing and just an absolute demolisher. And that's what Braun Strowman is, and I think that he adds a lot to the Wyatt. Oh, family. I agree. I think this has given incredible life to the Wyatt. You know how I felt about them. I was totally done with it. Um, I, I still don't know how much this ultimately helps Bray. Right, like individually, I don't know because we just we're, we're far away from where right. This I, is it's just started. So, um, is this going to be that he wants to collect more of these guys? Is is he always going to be the leader of the Wyatt family? What's the plan? I don't I don't know. But for now, you have breathed new life into the concept of the Wyatt family. It 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 makes sense that for all of these losses that Bray Wyatt has taken, 
there's still reason for him to continue doing this because he was able to convince this monster and, and that's to the, join him. If he can, and if that's always in the back of people's minds that at any time he can find a new convert into the Wyatt right, family, that makes him relevant. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with that. I'm I'm good by it. I'm giving the thumbs up to the Wyatt family and Braun Strowman. I'm I'm not going to complain about it the way I've complained about everything else that we've talked about so far. That's a thumbs up for me. The other thumbs up is. Good God, I'm running out of adjectives to describe the greatness of the New Day. I, we don't even it, have like, – it, it just goes without saying No, we point. need to keep talking <laughs> about it. We need to keep talking about it because I'm so jaded and so pissed off about so many things yeah. that it's important that you understand. I don't feel good about the New Day. I feel it as though entering the territory of among the greatest things they've ever accomplished in the WWE. It is easily one of the most entertaining. Like as much as we talk about the, these various – you know, like D-Generation X, and, and that's the comparison I come back to because they always had the, the relevant thing that you're waiting for their right, segment. Right. Th- this is that level. It, it's not necessarily that level on the card, but as far as entertainment, I take the New Day over Degeneration X. the tables is so smart, is so clever, is so perfect for their characters. It's everything. Yeah. It's everything that you like about professional wrestling. Yeah. That, and when it's absolutely at its best, you have these guys doing that to the point where you're conflicted. You still know they're the heels. You don't, you don't dislike the Dudley boys. You don't. Nothing about saving <laughs> yeah. the tables makes you dislike the Dudley boys. No. That's the, that's the most amazing part about this is that this is so effing brilliant. Yeah. But yet it doesn't alternate your heel face, you know, uh, relationship. You love it, but yet you still like the Dudley boys. You, you, well, no, I think, I think that, no, 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 that I, I think you love both of them. I don't think, right. I think, I think, it, what I'm saying is it doesn't alternate it. Right. I don't think that because they're so great at what they do that your appreciation for them means that you have to dislike no, the no, Dudley no, no, boys. No, 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 no. I think they are so good that you still accept the Dudley boys' faces. You just can't help but love everything I, the New I, Day I does. Th- I think the, the one concern is that they're getting such big reactions that the WWE is going to, not that, that it should change anything, but if they did make the conscious decision, okay, these guys are going to be faces now, right. that they will screw it up. It screws it up. Yeah. yeah, you might be right about that. You, It's totally possible that you're but, right. But, no, I mean, as of now, the New Day, as far as the, the hit ratio per segment, it's... It, it's the highest in WWE And it's, it's almost impossible to live up to, right? right? Like, they have impossible standards they have to match. They had Xavier Woods play a trombone last week. Yes. And yet, somehow, they managed to top it. See, I don't know if they did, but they Oh, did. I disagree. Save I, I, the Tables is the greatest I thing I've I mean, ever heard. I think we can quibble about this, but... I'd like to quibble level. about it. Save the Tables is amazing. I mean... But he I was want playing us to, trombone. I want he us to play taps. I know. As he won, but he I, played I taps. want us to wrap this table up in he in bubble wrap. Taps. It That's how much he I support. Taps. I support save the tables so much. I want to save tables. Um, uh, there was I, I can't. I can't. I can't move on. I just cannot. I, I want you all to know. All of you that listen to this show and say, Goy, Glenn's really bitches about a lot of things." You're right. I do. But when I, it hits, I it hits, want well. you to know. That this is not something that I like. This isn't me saying I'm not pacifying this or even giving it the Braun Strowman treatment, which is, you know, I enjoy that. This is, this saves. You want three hours of New Day. I swear to God, I have never been happier for everything I dislike about the business, for everything I dislike about the direction that WWE has gone in recent years. This isn't good. This is perfect. This is everything. 
everything that you ask for as a professional wrestling fan. This is amazing. I, I, yep. I just I don't know how long we can live in it. Dude, this is better than the shield. This, this is more entertaining than the shield. It's 100% sure. more entertaining. I, I, I don't, I don't, Maybe it doesn't have the relevance. Maybe yeah, you're and, it and that's have the, the thing. It's, I don't know, though, man. I think no. Are, I mean, it's 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 fantastic. They, I, I feel like if if you were quibbling about it, you know, there, there's almost nothing to quibble. About. I'm telling you that this is now encroaching the territory of once it's split up. You have made these guys so relevant. And, and I, we talked about this last week, and I I agree 100 yeah. percent that. You know, you take three guys who are completely irrelevant, and if nothing else, if nothing else, they are firmly upper mid-carters when they break. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and I think that if you wanted, you could push... Uh, I think Big, Big E's the one that he just has a little... I, I, I think the one thing that, and I, I keep coming back to it, um, that, that just amazes me more and more about these guys. These guys have perfected blending what's on screen and then bringing it to social media. You have, and, and I think that has added a lot to it, that you have Big E saying these amazing, ridiculous things on Twitter, and then coming back to that on screen. You're blending everything together, and the fact that more wrestlers haven't figured out how to do this right. is so mind-blowing to It me. might be a, t- a testament to these guys. It might I, be that they just happen to be the perfect yeah. performers for it. I think in particular, Xavier and Big E, you know, are... By the way, Xavier is uh, nominated for some video game award now for his YouTube. He's, he's nominated for, like, Best Video Game Personality at some uh, some online competition yeah, it's, it's thing, strange. so uh, I mean, but that I'm saying that it's shows no, how no, amazing right. Xavier is. Is that he's not only conquering WWE, he's he's becoming relevant to gamers he's as well. So unbelievable, man! It's so I I I get giddy. I, I yeah. do. This is I, it's childlike my giddiness about something that I could not love anymore. Yep. Um, I also need some New Day socks. Well, we we need that from the my, mo- yeah. I think the I think they said is, that in April or something like that. My birthday is Sunday, so I'm gonna need somebody to get me some new day. Let's socks. see if anyone's custom made these yeah. yet. Yeah, I don't it, care how you, you know it comes about. I just oh, need. Uh, uh, can you get? Can what, we get? Can we get them? What is? This? Is this an I, option? I, I I see that this might just be oh, okay. I think it's just people passing it around on uh, Twitter. Ah, uh, because because I do see um. Three, like pictures of three pairs of socks, each of them with a picture of a different New Day member on it. Oh. But um, I'm pretty sure this I would is really, all just. I would uh, really yeah, like that. Th- this, a lot. Is, this is just someone had like photoshopped them. Oh. And um, yeah. if, if you make socks, know someone who makes socks. Yeah, what are you got to be married to or dating or maybe you are a person who makes socks? Please, it's my birthday Sunday. <laughs> I don't think that my son is going to be able to make me some socks this year. I just don't think it's in the cards. Would you consider it for your old pal, Glenn? It just – it would mean the world to me if you would consider something like that. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, now, let me also get in – let's touch on the uh, the Divas. Yeah. No, I do want to touch on I, it. Yeah, we, we Because they to. finally did what they should have done a month and a half ago, which is give their characters some purpose. The problem yes. is they're kind of neutering them in the process. Yeah, I mean they gave them purpose, but at the same time, like they're still force feeding these. They're teams. they're cheering for each. Like I, I, I yes. will say, the, the one good thing that came from came from Monday was Charlotte wins in a minute forty seconds, and and you have Paige. You know Becky's in there and she's raising Charlotte, right. and, and Paige is kind of standing to the side, kind of clapping, but not really getting yeah, it, in on the it celebration. Puts in a seat of yeah, like that. That was the one good thing they did there, right. and the fact that they are 
finally started to break it up, and we assume, I guess we assume Charlotte's going to win at Night of Champions. I, I hear you saying that, though, but wouldn't right now it make more sense for Paige to screw her? Um, Boy, and if you say that sentence alone, it doesn't sound good. To no, I, I know what, her out of the title. Yes, I know what you. I know what you meant. Um, you always gotta no, be careful when people like transcribe quotes these days. Yeah, technically, uh, I said what I said. You you did absolutely say what you said. Uh, no, I I mean yes, it could, but you could do it just as easily with Paige gets very very jealous that Charlotte did what Paige couldn't do. Maybe, maybe. And I, I think that you just at this point want to get the belt. Well, off, Nikki, Nikki, I understand that. Just, I, just to you just have to abandon these teams. The problem is you. Oh, yeah. You're selling T-shirts. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's no, buying I mean, it, the, the, these the, the team thing has just completely broken. Well, it any, never made sense to begin with. It never with. made it sense, awful, and it still doesn't and it's, make it's sense. It's really hurt. And, and it's, it's causing people to say crazy things on Twitter and, and well, putting it's, everything it's together. Really it's really hurt you, what you wanted to accomplish here. You've, you've not been able to do that. You wanted to accomplish something where you wanted to make the Divas division more relevant on on Raw. Maybe the first thing to do is abandon Divas. Like, that might be the first way to go about doing it. You're not going to, though. I, and, and you're I, not going to. I know you're not, but I really kind of despise that. You're, you're not more, going to. the more I thought about it, I think the more you can't accomplish both things. You cannot both do what you want to do with the division and at the same time continue to call them Divas. I disagree. See, no, no. one has no one has this problem when TNA is calling their their women the knockouts. Well, that's because no one cares about TNA. Well, either. first first of all, hold on. We we say this, but the 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 T. Whenever people talked praised TNA, they talked about two things. Well, three things really: the X division, the tag division, and the knockout division. Okay, but keep in mind that while we all know what you're referring to, the double entendre involved in knockout works. That you are in wrestling. You like the idea of knocking someone okay. out. We, we talk about the, the NXT. Yes, they go for the women's title. They are referred to as NXT, and this is something people get wrong all the time. They are listed as NXT Divas. I hear you, They're but called I NXT think it's Divas. such a subtlety to be chasing the women's title versus to be chasing a Divas title. I think that everything, that what, what you do is you limit the number of times you say the word Divas. I don't like that they call them the NXT Divas either, and I hear what you're saying, which is, it, it, well, but if, if, it they works, can, if it can work there, it can work here. But it's a subtlety that they're chasing now, the if, women's if, championship. If you, if you want to tell me that because Divas now has such a negative commentation, you know, there's such a stink on it. If, yes. if that's the argument you want to make, fine. I, I, I can hear that argument, and, and if you want to just rebrand it. But the the word Diva, I, I've heard people say, like, the word Diva itself is is demeaning. and it, I think it, it is. I, I don't. I really don't. I, I don't think it no, matters. No, hang which, on a second, Aaron. Think about the things we complained about these characters for. That they're catty, that they all fight. It's a label. That's the nature it's of a label but of it the division. It all defines the word diva. That it comes along. If, if, if for the past ten years, or however, when did the divas title get introduced? Probably 07, somewhere around there. I think. Yeah, that sounds right. If for the past eight years they had been going for the divas title, but treated like they are in NXT, no one is complaining about the divas division. Maybe you're right about no, that. No, I am no, right no, about that. No, no, I am there are right always about going to be people that are going to have a problem with that but word. They're, they're going to. They're the same people we, who had we, the we can't problem say with bossy. the knockouts. Well, I don't know if they have the problem with the knockouts or not. Again, I don't think they care in general. But it's we in this country, we don't, we are, we're not okay with being. Um, well, some people have problem with the term female. Like, I, I understand that, yes, and, and there's the bossy and stuff correct. like that. So, yes, someone if, – if you changed it from diva to women or something, someone would probably have a problem with that. To, would have a problem with calling it the women's division? Yes. 
I, I mean, I've I've heard recent. I, I saw an article about how women. The word women is is demeaning. because well, I mean, because it, it's based off the word men. I, I've heard that. Well, okay. So if, if, if yes, you're, now you're dealing with a, a far more yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying, and by the way, maybe one day that would become more common. But I think what you're dealing with right now is it's common for us to say, now wait a second, you would never do it. You would never have a group of men chasing after the, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, the jock championship. You wouldn't do that. You just wouldn't. How are we supposed to say anything other than, no, it doesn't make any damn sense for you to have a group of women chasing after a Divas championship. It's just a label. That's all it is. It it was their way to trademark the division, to make it different from every, so you don't say the women's division. I understand what you're saying. If you hear the word Diva, you think of the WWE. I understand everything you're trying to say. I just think it's run its course. And I agree. If you want to say that, that they are, that, that the stink around the Divas division is too great, I completely understand about I could I completely understand that, but these are the same people who were praising the the Taryn Terrell Gail Kim matches. I understand, in TNA. Aaron. I understand what you're saying, but it, in in the heart of it, Paige, her character is not supposed to be a diva. It's a label. I understand, Aaron, but it's still the title of the name. You can't change the definition of diva. It still exists. Paige going for the Divas Championship doesn't. Why would she want that? She's not supposed I mean, to I, be I a won't diva. Lie. You, you should get rid of the belt. I mean, the the belt is ridiculous. Yeah, of course, the belt's ridiculous. That's yeah, the, obvious. The belt's, the belt's ridiculous. ridiculous. But I, the I title just, in general doesn't make any sense. I mean, here's but here's the problem. You, you you go you get rid of the diva. You label them as women. You treat them exactly the same. It doesn't change a damn thing. I disagree. No 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 no. You no, are you I are disagree. completely wrong. Then you're ridiculous. No, I'm not. Then you're ridiculous. You're you saying say, that because you're you saying say, that. If 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 this if the past three this months, would still suck the past three months. I agree. Okay. But what I'm saying is, if you're really going to change something, you have to start with the fact that you have to recognize we had a problem. No, no. I think what you have to start with is change the you change the actual div- if you just work on the the window dressing and you don't change at the heart of it, then nothing changes. You change the heart I of it. Agree. Then I'm not it, saying it, that you conjunction. change the name of the diva's title and everything gets fixed. No one's saying that. No, there are people who are saying oh, those that. Those people that, are nuts. Well, there and that's the. I think that the diva, the name diva, is less about is less problematic than people make it out to be. Nah, I, I think that you're you're being defensive. I, th- I don't know why this would be the hill that you choose to die I, on. I, and I'm not dying on it. I'm just saying that it doesn't, you know, again, if the NXT can succeed while being divas, then it then the WWE But I think can we can all recognize that that doesn't really make sense either. I think we keep coming back to the point where you're, clearly they're trying to change something. Right. They inserted... Well, they're not... Tr- well, they, no, they, they, they claim clear- they are trying. They claim they are trying without Fair. actually trying. Fair. They have not changed anything. Well, no, it's not that, not that logically makes sense. But they didn't inject three new women at the same time to just say, do everything the exact same way. We don't know that. For all we know, they could think that, oh, it's just inject these three women, and that's all we have to do. Well, maybe that's what they think. And if they do, then it's going to fail spectacularly. Yes, yes. And that's what it's already doing. Yes. So my point being, you can, common sense. Do I care about the diva's name? No. Do I think that if if we change the diva's name to women's, would anything change? No, I do not. Not alone, no. But the subtlety of that, combined with understanding that you can talk about it, that the characters can say, we're not going to go after the Divas Championship, whereas you can have Nikki Bella's character say, you know what, I had no problem with the Divas Championship. I have something to defend, which is the name, there's nothing wrong with Divas. There's a storyline. I mean, here's the first thing that you've lacked in your category. Okay, fine. I just created a storyline. You could could create a storyline 
while still calling them divas. I'm saying the, the storyline, out of all of the things that are flawed with the divas division, and there are a lot of things flawed with everything. The, the diva, the name divas is far down on maybe, that list. Maybe you're right, but it's still one of them. It, it, you're right. It's, it's not it's one of them. It's on the list. That's my sure. Point. It, it might be on the list, but out of all the, it, it's not something I'm focusing on. Well, you're not. I'm not, and I don't think people about should. you. But it is that's my issue. Me. That's my issue. You cannot. If you don't want to have a problem with it, don't have a problem with it. But to say other people shouldn't, that makes no sense. Well, you're the I'm one who's ranting about it because my argument standing next to John Cena. Well, I am, and my <laughs> argument is valid. Well, so is my argument, kinda for it's you, very valid. But it, we, okay, so we have two presenting arguments. <laughs> I'm not telling you you have an invalid argument. I'm saying this is the way. I'm saying there there are some people who are like, okay, take the problem is the divas division is is. Just bad from top to bottom of course at this it is. point. People, and, and it's more my thing. I see people every week on Twitter during Raw saying, take the title away from Nikki. Things will get better. Change the name no, from there's Divas. There's no one thing that's right. going to fix it, it, it all. That you have to overhaul everything. Okay, well, I think that a good way to do that would be, you know, overhaul. And, and if they want to as part of it, that's fine. I just think that it would be a small part in a much bigger change. Fine. Yes. Okay, fine. Totally fine with that. Fine. <laughs> I, and I think you could do it with it. If they really were were concerned but, about but, keeping the Divas, I don't know like, why. Why would you be? Well, that's the I don't know why, but if they were, you could do everything you did in NXT I, with the Divas I, label. I hear you saying that. I think that we're approaching a time where you're not going to be able to get away with that. And I think the WWE has clearly attempted to try to say that we're going to be ahead of some of these things right. in recent years. And I think that they're 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 mocking themselves when they say those things and they still refer to their their women's division as divas. All right. I, I think that's that's awful. I just do. I think it's awful and the more I discuss it and I look, I've not gotten on this soapbox soap we've done twenty six of these shows and I haven't bothered to get on this soapbox once. Right. I'm saying that the more you watch it, the more you say to yourself, you can't you cannot abandon these awful tropes when you're still having them have to fit this title of diva. There's no way to get around it. Ultimately I, I, I disagree, but We'll fight about it later. Yeah. We have anything else we need to cover? Um, well, we have a lot of non- Oh, I, I, I do want to say that because we do have a correspondent, our co-host who is at SmackDown and mentioned a couple oh. segments to me. Oh. Uh, this might be an interesting SmackDown to watch. I'll just say this and, and uh, Really? Uh, well, no, well, this will, this will be out on Thursday morning, so I don't necessarily want to spoil it. I will say this. A, apparently the New Day have a fantastic segment because of course well, they Well, of course do. they do. There's nothing. And two, Something real interesting happens with Stardust that uh, I can't wait to see. All right, here we go. Uh, uh, hit mute on the two mics, if you would, please, and just tell me what. All right, and the mics are back on. That's amazing. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Stone Cold is fighting for the title. I know. Sunday. It's amazing. On the WWE Network. Unbelievable. It's I would crazy. not have expected that. that uh, isn't it weird? Stone Cold and John Cena versus the Hardy Boys. Unreal. That, that, that's crazy. I did not expect that. I know. That's weird. That's really big. That's really big, Aaron. I'm glad you passed that along to us. Is he getting in? Like, are they sitting in the front row tonight? Tonight? Yeah. Or whatever Last night? Last night? Yeah. Nah, I think he got similar seats to what we uh, normally get. Uh, I was hoping there'd be like a, an exchange between... Because I thought he saw I saw that he was going with some teammates. Yeah. I, so I, I thought there might be like a moment where the New Day would interact. Yeah, I, I don't think you so. You know, like... 
Oh, you know, where they'd like call him out for, and be for, like, for, from where it sounded, it sounded like similar seats to what uh, we normally get. Uh, that's a bummer. I was really hoping that he would get like some FaceTime on SmackDown this week. I mean, if he did and, and it, didn't have a and, dropping out and, sign, and, then we were just well, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy about. That. I do like that he included us in his bio. By the that, way, that I do was appreciate nice. that. By the way, uh, Twitter jobbing out show, go follow us he, and then ask us to do something. <laughs> yeah, like with it, yeah. Have to get better at that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, we have a lot of stories that we need to cover, yep. non-programming related, yep. and probably should have let off with some of that, considering the week that it's been for WWE. But you know, it, it's what it is. They're, they're they're all kind of depressing, so we kind they of are really save that all to kind of end. depressing. Jeez. All right. Um, we'll discuss them in our third segment, and we'll do the top five, and we'll do the things that we usually do. That's. Will we? You made a face like you didn't want to. <laughs> well, we'll it is see. really tough to come back from some of these stories yeah, and be like, exactly. so, now let's have fun. Exactly. So we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll figure out what we, we will have. talk about. You know what we're talking about if you're a wrestling man. You have, you, I mean, there are like four different things we could talk there's about. There's a lot. All it right. is not a good week. All right. It's uh, jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster. All right. And I didn't set out to break Lou Gehrig's record. I just played the game because that's what you were supposed to do. Celebrate the 20th anniversary of Cal Ripken's 2131 record on Wednesday, September 2nd. Come early and get a free bobblehead. Celebrate with the Iron Man on September 2nd. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Surcharge free ATM use. That's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge you to use their ATMs. They make you spend money just to get your money. We don't. At Royal Farms, you can come in anytime, day or night. Walk over to our ATM, take out your bank or credit card, and in just a few seconds, get your cash for nothing called it surcharge free. Individual cardholder fees may still apply for using a Royal Farms ATM, but we won't charge you. So the next time you want to get cash at an ATM, come to Royal Farms. Because this is how we do it. Get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Cash for nothing because there is no fee. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be. When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe is where Marilyn gets engaged. Smythe Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, and Annapolis. Wrestling fans, it's time for Wrestle Crate. Wrestle Crate is a pro wrestling themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month, and every crate contains a t shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those t shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter at WrestleCrates and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Get more than the score on a 50-word blog. Go to PressBoxOnline.com for the complete story on your favorite Baltimore and D.C. sports. 
high school to pros. Third and final segment, it is Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster. We have, unfortunately, a lot of really crappy things to discuss in this third segment, but you know that because you're a wrestling fan and you've been paying attention. Are, are we starting with the crappy thing outside the WWE? No, we're not. We're abandoning the quick count this okay. week. We're just not even, we're yep. just going to talk about all the, the four topics that are out there. Yep. Um, we're going to talk about them. I don't know how many are opinion-based topics. We're just going to discuss them. Um, to discuss them because we know they're out there and we know people are talking about them and it sucks, but you got to do it. That's the nature of doing. Look, most of the time, what we get to do is a lot of fun. So every now and then we got to have a, a stretch like this and we'll wrap up with something a bit more fun. We got a good top five for this week, um, inspired by the new day that I think you'll enjoy. Yep. Now, before we get to the fun part, the stuff that isn't fun. All right, let's start with Snuka. Okay, so this is surprising. It's surprising. Let, let me say it this way. It, it surprises to me how many people seem to not know. Because this is one of those things that I don't want to say was an open secret, but it was right. an open question around wrestling since the 80s. This had been very well known. This isn't something that kind of came out of nowhere. There's something people had been following, and most people kind of assumed nothing would come with it until about, I guess it was probably about a year ago or so, when they announced that they were looking back into it. And then it got back on people's radar, and, you know, I think from the outside, most people thought, there's a decent chance he did it. Um, I think that was, if, if you, if you had read up on this story, mm-hmm. um, again, it was third degree murder, and was there a manslaughter charge in there yeah, as well? Believe, yeah, manslaughter. Didn't have been charged with. Yeah, third, third degree murder, involuntary manslaughter. Okay, thank you. Um, if you had read anything about this story, you probably came away from it saying something along the lines of, he did it. Like, you probably, or at least there's a very good chance. Well, there's it, yeah. never been any other evidence presented of ev- anything else, right? right? Like, that's right. the problem. The problem is maybe he didn't. I don't know. But you, you have a hard time figuring out how he, he couldn't have. Um, and it sort of seemed like it was just going to be one of those things where he was going to walk because of a lack of evidence. Right. Um, and it might ultimately be that even after these charges have been... Yeah, this is a grand jury indictment. So yeah, this is that, not a conviction. It's not a conviction, and it's notoriously easy to get a... And, gra- and it, well, boy, Recently, yeah, recently I mean, it's I, become less, but right, for the most part, grand juries indict. Right, correct. Say, hey, let's take this to trial, and let's find out what the answer is. Um, what it does to you, and again, because it's easy, even if you knew about it, as I'm someone that has read up on this story in mm-hmm. the past... It's easy to kind of forget about. Like, it's easy to kind of be dismissive of. And it's not as if Jimmy Snuka has been around so much that it comes up a ton. Right. Snuka had the match um, with uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Rowdy Roddy Piper at WrestleMania a few years back against um, Chris Jericho. But other than that, he has not appeared a ton. Not on WWE. He's, he's been one of those guys who does the minor league circuits a lot, and, and he shows up conventions. But yes, as far as people who just watch WWE, you're right. He's not, unless you know you're reminded. And even they pretty much dropped the name of Tamina, you know, in the right. past. Like just that, Tamina, that would, not Tamina that would Snuka, be right. the one reminder that you have about Jimmy Snook on but a weekly the, basis. But for the most part, it's just sort of been that he hasn't existed. Now it's awkward when you think about. 
like that WrestleMania and the fact that like Jimmy Snuka got another moment well, when the fact that Vince McMahon came out in the 80s and supported him and you know was like he didn't do this he didn't do this and you know went through all that knowing that you know there's a pretty good chance that he might have yes that that's the I think that's the more awkward part thinking about the 80s when Vince McMahon publicly because again this was not a quiet thing this wasn't something right. that got buried this was Vince McMahon standing next to him and saying Jimmy Snuka is a good guy he didn't do it et cetera et cetera et cetera now there's there's a lot of questions right now along the lines of would Vince McMahon say the same thing today no he's yeah, much I, more careful now he is much more careful but it's also it's a publicly traded company it's 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 a much different time it was a time when you know, they were, there was no were, internet. Right. We don't have people talking about it. Um, obviously, it's very different. But it, it's, you know, it's a reminder just how different things were back in the 80s. Well, this is so, it's so rare to have any case go cold for 30 years and then come huh. back up yep. again. There is no real textbook for how to handle this situation. Now you're dealing with like an elderly man and someone who has been allowed to live his life for 30 years, despite the fact that everyone knew of this story. Yep. Like, there is some maybe level of sympathy that if, if he's not found guilty, that he was dragged through this again, you know what I mean, 30 years later. Now, I, not for me. I was, I was going to say, if he's found not guilty, it's probably just because it's 30 years old. Right, and it's difficult to, 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 to put a case yeah, together exactly. again. But, I, you know what I mean, this, this is really, really tough. It mm-hmm. sucks with WWE because it comes on the heels of so many other shitty things. Well, it, it, it's just all the 80s. It's like everybody yeah, who's big in the 80s. It really is. is. It's like you're, all of your heroes have either died or you can't. Live to become the villain in the words Correct. of Batman. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a, it's a hate, you're right. That's what it feels like. Yep. That right now, if you were to trot out your stars of the, uh, the, the original few WrestleManias, who you got? <sighs> Hacksaw and uh, Sergeant Slaughter. There you go. Yeah. And it's not as if we're talking about this is only 30 years. Right. I know it sounds like a long time, and it is. You know what I mean? Like those those people are in their 50s and 60s. They're not 90. You know, yeah. we're not talking about dragging out the stars of the first Super Bowl right, right now from 50 years ago. So this sucks. It just sucks. I, neither one of us are experts in the world of criminology, so I'm not interested in trying the case or ricky steamboat that's who you can still look at and he actually looked good remember he like actually remember they gave him a little bit of a run yeah, after the wrestlemania yeah, match because exactly. he looked good in the match yep um this is what you got i mean that's that's about it that is unless you want to bring up the iron Sheik, but that's uh something very different but yeah as far as as far as the guy you can sp- Put up there, say this is a wrestler. Yeah. This guy represents everything that's good. Yeah, you, still might, you, about. Might be, you might be seeing a lot more of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in the coming years. So yeah, it, it sucks. It just sucks. And uh, you know, I, I hope uh, the only thing you can hope for is that for the girl's family that that there's justice. But again, you know that you are innocent until proven guilty. And while it's very difficult to read this story and think anything other than that dude's guilty. Yep. You you have the the right to you know defend yourself and again to to be presumed innocent until proven guilty. So we'll move on to the next one. Next shitty thing that happened this week. Um, I guess we'll talk about Hogan first. Yeah, okay, that's fine. We're talking about the stars of the '80s. Hulk Hogan appears on Good Morning America on Monday morning to offer his defense 
this is the first time he's spoken out on a TV show. He's certainly spoken out plenty on Twitter. Right. But the first time he's spoken out on a TV show and what appeared to be a very scripted, very, very prepared. You know, we learned a lot here in Baltimore about how these things work during mm-hmm. the, uh, the Ray Rice yep. apology tour. Like, do you know that in the most, for the most part, PR companies will bring multiple interviewers in to practice oh, yeah. an interview to see who you know, seem to make the guy, the, the person look the most sympathetic. Right. That's why Ray Rice's first was on the Today Show. Right. They brought in a ton of people to rehearse mm-hmm. a potential interview before they decided to go with the Today Show because it seemed to come off the best with Matt Lauer. Right. Um, that was Ray Rice. So I don't know that that's how the Hulk Hogan situation played out, but you can assume that's normally the way that crisis. If nothing else, they picked very carefully. Who right. They the, the crisis with. PR tends to, to work that way. Yes. That you know, we're going to find someone that will present us in the most flattering light possible. Even then, it didn't come off particularly flattering. The the headline out of the interview was that Hulk had considered committing suicide. The, the well, that cynic, was one headline. <laughs> okay, that was one headline. You're right. The cynic in you says, it's an easy thing to say. It's an easy thing to say. See, and, and the problem is he says that. And then he goes and says he wants to be a running mate with Donald Trump. Right. Like, like he was, he, he wasn't contrite at all. No. Like I didn't that, think that so. was the thing. He didn't come off contrite in the slightest. He came off slightly defensive and very just kind of carefree about it. You know, this is the tricky part. The one thing that I've given Ray Rice credit for is that he's only ever come off as contrite. Like that every time he's talked, he has put everything on, this is my fault. Now, that being said, the religious stuff, those types of things, there was mistakes. I was going to say, there, he also he, he kind of came yeah. off as shielding, but that that's a different right. conversation putting, altogether. Putting his wife on the podium next to him the one yeah. time was a terrible mistake. There was a lot of things there that were bad mistakes. But he's said at every turn, I screwed up, 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 I screwed up. And yet, what does he have to show for it? He hasn't been given another opportunity to play in the National Football League. Well, that's also because he's not a very good running. Well, I understand. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But my my point sort of being that perhaps someone that's working with Hulk Hogan says, "Dude, you know what? No, we're going to go on the go attack on the because here. if we just do it this route, there's no guarantee that you're going to get back in anyway. Well, the, the and other... there is a certain percentage of the population that you can pander to. Right. And that's what Donald Trump's and, finding and, right and, now. And the other thing that he is trying to do, and you know, you almost don't blame him going this direction because of it, is because he has that Gawker lawsuit going. And if he can show that, you know, every everything was bad, you know, he's the victim here. Like that's something he has to do in that lawsuit. Yeah, that's a good so point. That's you know, a good he's, point. he's also you know hypothetically thinking about that. But you know, it, I it, don't think this got us any closer to no. the bridging no. that WWE being willing to welcome Hulk Hogan. No, I, I'm still putting it at WrestleMania 34, which apparently now the leader in the clubhouse is Philly, as they. they yeah, I read something about that. This yeah, week. which I, I still think that, you know, he's got to go away for a while well, in order to make that. If he continues down this road, 34 would be two and a half years. I know, but what I'm saying is, if he continues to make appearances where he's defensive, where he, you know, tries to make excuses, things like that. I think it's going to become very difficult for him to to appear at WrestleMania 34. I don't think he's going to be able to. I think that even then, you've got to get it out of the minds of people. And the more you pop up every now and then and try to defend yourself and say, yeah, but, yeah, but, and don't appear contrite, I think you sort of restart the clock right. in that moment. Right. That even though it's still been over 10 years since you actually made these comments – that every time you do anything but appear to be, you know, horrified by your own actions, 
you're restarting the clock of how long it takes for you to no longer be toxic. That's and right. and that's my point is that look if for the next year we don't hear anything like this from Hulk Hogan right. that any time we happen to hear from him he's apologetic he screwed up anything like that or he's in a courtroom or he's in a courtroom then we might be closer to getting to what you're talking about but if a year from now oh he's, I, and and I don't expect quite frankly because I don't think he'll be not that he I don't won't think, be relevant but you won't be seeing big things from Hulk Hogan anymore. I you know I think he'll be surprised we'll he's, see we'll see he's still very famous I mean we'll people. See. There's always for cele- for real celebrity. There's always a market for it. Yep. Um, next shitty thing that happened this uh, week. Let's just kind of combine these into I one I thing. Com- I, I mean, because it's there's so little. Like there, there's the Bram thing. No. Well, let's talk about the other one. Let's talk about the um the the the, the, the weird, shooting the, the shooting, shooting at the performance. There, center there's on not much you can say about it. It was a weird guy who, um, I, I guess I was obsessed with Lita, but he's just kind of uh. I don't want to call him a crazy guy, but but he's a. Well, I don't think they don't think there's any argument about it, the fact that he's crazy. Yeah, I, apparently he had gone to the performance center several times. At one point he had smeared feces on the walls of the performance center, and he went up there again. The the police were called because there was a restraining order against him. Well, that he apparently he had a knife as well. Yeah, well, yeah, he had a knife, and he was shot. Like. Yeah, and we don't know the 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 all of the details of exactly what happened in the exchange that led to him being shot. And thankfully, you know, it doesn't appear as though that he he's going to die. Um, it, you know what it is? It is the the terrifying part about this is the reminder of the vulnerabilities of these people. That while they are celebrities, they are put into public situations. Like they go get coffee too. You right. know what I mean? Right. And I think maybe we're a little bit heightened to our insecurity because of what we saw happen in Roanoke recently. But it's a reminder of they're putting themselves out there and they're getting paid really well to do it. So you don't feel any sympathy towards that, the fact they've got to deal with some of this stuff. Right. But it doesn't mean they don't have to deal with some of this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we, we think we're, we do radio. So I have nasty people say things to me on the Internet all the time. I mean, it, it happens. But I've never, eh, I've very rarely ever felt like a true danger in my career. Think about how common this has got to be for the typical performer, that they commonly feel like thoughts of there might actually be danger we've, here. We've, we've heard over the years, I feel like every wrestler has a story about an obsessed fan. And Think generally, recently it, we've seen more and more of fans trying to attack during shows. I mean, we're, we're, it's just, right. it seems like there's a wall. I think in part because of social media, and I've felt this in my own life, that the so what social media has led to is for deranged people, the good thing about social media, right, is that it makes people feel closer to you. That the bad thing is the, that if there's a borderline, you know, that it can, can, tur- can turn much more easily into an obsession. Correct. Yes. That's the problem, right? And in the social media era, you have more people that genuinely feel as though someone they interact with on social media is someone in their life. Yep. And then when that person has no interest in having them in their life, it becomes more and more dangerous and terrifying. And I think it's a reminder of that. And the answer might be to me that this might be the WWE's sort of wake-up call that when you're on the road, maybe try to do a little bit more to concern yourself with the security of your individual performers. Think about how many of these performers are traveling alone from city to city that are you know, checking into hotels on their own. This is the nature of having independent contractors, yeah, right? I mean, I mean, the, the problem is, what really can you? Like, you're not going to assign a personal bodyguard I, I'm not, to I'm every not one of your... I understand that. Uh, but 
but perhaps just the thought that it's just a reminder of, okay, wherever we go, when we know that people know that they're arriving in a city somewhere, we just encourage them, hey, look, these are, if you go outside of this, we're not providing security for you. But inside of this, we're going to provide you well, security. And, and to be fair, they, especially at big events like WrestleMania and stuff. No doubt. Yeah, there, there no is doubt. security at the WWE hotel. Correct. Um, but when they perform in Terre Haute, Indiana. Yeah, no, they're, uh, and for a lot of them, they're in and out. They don't stay there. It's, it's, it's just, it's a very tough thing to do because, you know, it's a situation that, you know, hypothetically, if someone was stalking you. I understand. Yeah. They would, it's the danger of everything. But I think it just might be a reminder of, like, you know, let's think about this because this type of stuff, unfortunately, is is happening. It exists, and we just have to be cognizant of it. The other really shitty story this week, of course, being um, uh, Bram, TNA, the husband, I think, it um, sounds like separated but not estranged husband divorced. of Charlotte. Yeah, separate, separated but not divorced, as it turned. And that actually, that that was really quiet. That yeah, they kept I, that quiet I until no this idea. moment. And yeah. uh, he um, arrested um, on domestic violence charges. And again, we don't know all the details there, and nor do I think we we want to yeah, know all the it, details. It, sounds, or, it just it, doesn't. They, they also did um, illegal, uh, uh, what you call illegal uh, imprisonment. Oh uh, yeah, false imprisonment. False imprisonment. Yes, yes. Correct. Yes. So, was one so of the charges. Sound like beaten? Would just wouldn't let her leave the house or whatever. Correct. But it just terrible. Yeah. Just, just terrible. And again, this one the, of all of these subjects, the one that I have the least of an opinion about. One because we know so little, and and two because I there's no opinion involved. Yeah, there's no opinion involved. Well, there is the reminder that as with always, everybody has the right to um, you know trial and uh, their day in court, and you know we know that we've heard stories before that were not proven ultimately to be true but it sucks i think tna did what and the fact that tna got out in front of it the fact that most people found out through tna um a is, is kind of commendable for tna that they they were quickly say he's suspended he's not going to be part of the show and that they got out in front of it's just honestly uh you, you know you don't want to think it. it's kind of impressive especially from a company that you don't expect a whole lot from well, and they also did the other thing they needed to do which is we're not going to fire him because again he has right. the right to his day in court no, I, I will say the fact that they they were so far out in front of this means that they think well there's... they probably think that there's there's a lot there but right. again i think what we're learning and i hate keeping coming back to ray rice but i think the one thing that we've learned from the ray rice thing is it has provided i think a better blueprint for how not to do things yes and I think it's led to more of an understanding of how to do things, which is when this stuff comes up, we, we don't fire you, but you're not just going to show up to work tomorrow. That yes. until this is done, until we know every fact there is to know, you're gone. You're yep. gone. Now, if you ultimately are, you know, if this is nothing, if there's n- nothing to be seen here, then okay, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll welcome you back and we'll say, hey, we got this one wrong. And we'll figure out a way to make amends. But in the meantime, we are not going to have you represent us in any way. And, and you know, that I think we've learned is the correct way to handle these things yep. when they come up. So there you go. Those are the four shitty stories that all have happened. In the I really hope the week. next week we can do something yeah, more fun. I hope it's much more pleasant. Yes. Let's have some fun to end the show. All right. Um, earlier in the show, I was talking about my childlike giddiness that comes with watching The New Day. And I'm not kidding about this. It's giddiness. I am giddy 
when I watch The New Day. It's that great. And I thought to myself, in my life, not the things like, not the performers I've enjoyed, but what were regular things that happened? Not, hey, I like The Rock. I mean, regular segments, regular appearances. What was it that got me the most giddy? Over the years that I was waiting for this portion of the show, I was waiting for this moment to come along because it was going to make me so happy when that person was was showed up to do their thing, when that group showed up, whatever it was. So that's what we're going to rank our top five for this week. All right, five to one, most in our in our you know fandom, right? We've most enjoyed. Okay. All right, you want to start? Uh, my number five. Uh, it, it's someone that I believe I've spoke about in the past, as far as my irrational likes, my irrational happiness when this person's around, and uh, that's the hurricane oh, and yeah, the, hurricane the hurricane gimmick. When, when, whenever you saw him come out, whenever you knew that it was going to be a ridiculous segment, you knew you were going to see something ridiculous in the ring. Whether it's him trying to choke slam uh, Stone Cold and Triple H at the same time, to having Rosie, to you know, he had the storyline with Jamie Noble. Just every time he came out, it, it put a smile on my face. Yeah, like you could have something that ridiculous, yet that credible on the on the TV, and I I never got tired of it. No, I hear you. Um. I don't know how I felt about the um, superhero in training. Again, I mean, but it was so ridiculous know, that it was it so was. much fun you're, to watch. You're right about that. It did make it fun to watch. It was so much fun. Um, my number five was Crash Holly's 24-7 defense of the hardcore title. Oh, I thought you were going to go a different way with that. No, I loved I loved the 24-7 rule because... Crash Holly was just great in general. I agree that Crash Holly was great in general. I, I, agree I, with I that. thought you were going to say Crash Holly and his super heavyweights. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, was, right. that was phenomenal. No, that was good. <laughs> that was good. But no, the 24-7 rule sort of made it where you couldn't turn away from Raw. Like, you okay. had to be tuned in the entire two hours because you... Ne- you they really did a good job of... It, it wasn't an obvious situation where they were cutting to another tw- Crash Holly segment. That these things could come up out of nowhere in the middle of other matches, um, when he was on TV, when he wasn't on TV, in the backstage. And while, again, the hardcore title was was silly. I mean, we all know that. It was silly. Yep. It was still a championship. And you didn't want to miss it. See, miss seeing it change hands. Like, if, if, if a title was going to change hands, you wanted to witness it. So it made every week must watch. You couldn't miss an episode, and it made the entire show must-watch. You couldn't flip back over to the football game or whatever else was going on, because if you did, you might miss seeing a, a championship change hands right. on Raw. Well, and and this was I, that it was exemplified by uh, WrestleMania 18 when they had like five different segments yeah. after matches, and, and they just and, went. Back. And again, there was some absurdity in there, like when they gave Godfather's hose yes, uh, yes. A, a hardcore title. I, I, I went to a house show, and I think five different people won the uh, hardcore, hardcore title. title. Yeah, at there the was house some show. absurdity. And, and, undoubtedly. and that was the thing is that I, I think the hardcore title, while it was a lot of fun, they, it also it ran its course very well, quickly. I, look, I, I agree with all those things, but, but you the still, early years of it, yeah. you still didn't want to miss months. if the title switched hands. You still wanted to know who had the championship. And again, it was a time where you weren't oversaturated with championships. There wasn't both an Intercontinental and a U.S., although there was a European title at the time. Yes. Um, but they all kind of served a purpose. All of the championships kind of served a purpose. And the hardcore title created another division for a little while for guys that were not as far up the card. And an entertaining division. And so... Crash Holly's 24-7 defense is my number five. All right. Uh, my number four is a recent one, and uh, it's something we've talked about lots on this show. 
Every time I wait for them to come out, it's a oh, good yeah. time. Yeah. That's James A. Security. Yeah, James A. Security. Really good. I, I almost want to trash my number four and make them my number four as well because you, you could, I, I've talked about it so much that it's kind of silly for me to not. It's, it's, I mean, they're, yeah, they're you know what? You, I'm just going to do that. Well, just, what, what was your number four? Well, just put it as a 4B. No, I mean, again, because I, I, I sort of struggled to justify, right? Uh, look, I love James A. Security. I'm, I'm, I'm with you entirely on that and I'm going to make it my, I really loved when the New Age Outlaws would get introduced. Okay. I really loved I, – I couldn't yep. help myself but to – oh, you know, like yeah. I couldn't help it. Right. I did it every time, sitting in my house like a stupid kid. Just repeating. Every, everyone knew every word to that. You didn't know. Yeah. Your ass better call somebody. It's me. I really, it's me. It's the D.O. I really yeah. sang along yep. Or, yep. or chant along yep. every time, and I was such a dope for it, but it was a, I couldn't help it. I yep. just did it every single damn – and it never changed either, no. which I think is you know like part of yes. why it worked so well, yes. that you just were getting the same damn thing. Yes. All right. I'll, I'll skip then. My number three. Okay. My number three is for the benefit of those with flash photography. Oh, yeah. Good God. Did yeah. I love Edge and Christian's promos they when they valid. would yeah. include the five-second pose. The five-second pose was about the greatest thing that uh, ever happened. Everything about I know everything they did was, was amazing. Right. I agree with you. Yeah. But in particular, I love the five-second poses because that was in my infancy of like being a troll where <laughs> I could get on board with it and really love it. Right. And while other people were booing, I just couldn't get enough yep. of the five-second pose. And so Edge and Christian and the five-second pose are my number three. I, I kind of cheated on the next one. Mm. and I didn't. Do well, any, I cheated on one. So. And I, I didn't do a single act or single – tag team or single stable i did an entire division of wrestling and that was the uh, the cruiserweight division in wcw brought me so much joy okay it was something that i waited for yeah. especially especially because of the cruiserweight division at the time because it tended to be a lot of the luchadors right had to have it, it had some of the more dramatic it had a parka. it had a parka. so you know and just any you, you combine the cruiserweight which again when we were thinking what made me happy when I was thinking right. what what could I right. not wait for? What was I eagerly anticipating on Nitro? It was the cruiserweight matches. It was the cruiserweight division and I just thoroughly enjoyed everything about okay, it. Okay, I can yeah. dig that. My number two is much more recent. Alright. Much more recent. And I'm very bitter about how things have gone since this ended. My number two was pure magic. Every time one Damien Mizdow was on my television. All right, all right. I liked nothing more. It was true giddiness. It was, that's the way that I feel about the New Day. I think the New Day are better. You know what I mean? I'm right. giving them that. But Damien Mizdow yep. was everything you wanted in a character. You had fun. You, you went through emotional roller coasters. It was pure magic. On my TV set each and every week, and that's what I'm looking for in my wrestling show. And Damian Mizdow gave it to me. I, I, I can, I, I can get behind. I'm it. miserable that I don't have it any longer. Um, yeah, you know, I can't, I can't disagree with you there. It, it's exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about giddiness. I'm giddy. I like, I just, I have the big. You know what you're talking about when you just have that big toothy grin. Oh yeah, no, well, whatever happens when the new day comes out. Right. Now. Yes. That was the way I was, Damian Mizdow. Um. Yeah, my, my number two kind of branches off from what you, uh, one you were saying earlier, and I, I just chose DX as a whole. Okay. DX 
you know, I, I've see. It's funny you say that because I wasn't as in with everything they did as I was. See, at the time I was, especially because of how old I was at the time. I, I've gone back now watching through Raws. I'm not nearly as big into DX because a lot of it was, you know, the the, the Beavis and Butthead culture that was kind of going on at the time. What was really great, and for how old I was at the time, it was perfect for me. So I was completely on board. It was something that I was waiting for, you know, every week. Uh, I wanted to see it. I wanted to see who they were going to make fun of next, uh, what antics they would do next. And usually I came around with a big grin on my face. I mean, I get it. I yep. do. I get it. I'm going to have you give your number one first. All right. My number one, um, it's someone who – see, all of these we, we do we, – we've kind of focused on very specific – maybe specific runs of a, a specific person. Uh, mine is basically three years' worth of McFoley. Everything he did from 98 to 2000. Really good. You're from right. his stuff with McMahon when he first became kind of the mid-card. The, 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 I mean, come on, the whole thing with soccer. I know, I know. I know. Then, then he goes on to be the commissioner, uh, you know, the Rock and Sock connection. So many amazing things that I, I remember that I couldn't wait to see that always left me with a smile when McFoley was on the Nobody's my arguing with you. Yeah. No one is arguing with yeah. you about McFoley. Yeah. Mine, I'm cheating. Because mine, Never happened on television. You're cheating. I am cheating. You're, you're a jerk. Mm, think you'll understand. No, I don't, but go ahead. No, I think you will. Okay. What about professional wrestling gave me true giddiness that doesn't exist any longer? You should probably be able to answer this. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of things that... Uh, what? As long as you and I have, a, have, have known each other and talked about wrestling with each other... There's one particular thing that my affinity for has existed. I liked uh, the, the, the Funkasaurus, right? I liked that. Not as much as I like this. My favorite part of attending a live wrestling event was... The primetime player's dance? No, but that's good. Uh, doing stupid chants? No, but that's good, too. Um, they're, they're, Come on, Aaron. Uh, I, I don't know. Li- you're going to kick yourself. Okay. Justin Roberts reading signs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Justin Roberts reading signs. They did that at the most recent show we were Yeah, at. but it wasn't, it wasn't nearly as Robert. good. Because yes. Lillian okay, was, like, yes. frustrated waiting for the next sign. Yes. And she tried to, in, in, you know, add her own commentary to yeah. a couple no, of them. No, no, Justin. Justin, when you read signs, you do not add your own commentary. Justin, you read the goddamn sign. And yes. that's what made Justin Roberts yes. such a magician at his yes. craft. Yes. Because Justin Roberts knew how stupid these signs were, and he just read them. That's all he did. Yes. No commentary, no thoughts, no, hey, another one of these. No, he didn't scold you for making a dumb. You can hear Lillian Gar- in Lillian Garcia's voice. She's just like, oh, good, another Seamus sign, huh? Not with Justin Roberts. You can't see me. You're exactly <laughs> right. Brogue. New Day! The Celtic Warrior! Get the tables! That was what made it so wonderful and true giddiness. Why have we not gotten him on the show? He's not doing anything. I guarantee if we just reached out to him, he would come on. Is he not doing anything? I, I don't think something. he's... I thought he was doing TNA, but... Is he? He might be. I don't well, know. I'm sure we could get him. Possibly. Would you please reach out to Justin Roberts? I will reach out to Justin Roberts. He actually used to work in Phoenix, so I think some people that I know know him, right. but I don't, uh, uh, I don't we'll, know if I have a number we'll, for him. We'll see what we can do. Um, 
In fact, I'm going to Phoenix this weekend. Justin Roberts, I'd like to cordially invite you to Four Peaks in Tempe on Friday for uh, peach ales. I will provide the first for you. You can then provide the next. Um, but I would like to cordially invite you because I want to shake your hand and thank you for all of the happiness that you brought me in attending WWE events because there is nothing goddamn better than Justin Roberts reading signs. It is an art. It is... Uh, it is it, you ever watch someone – you've probably used this meme before. No, 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 Aaron. Don't tell me to speed it up. I'm talking about Justin Roberts reading signs. I get my time here. You ever said – this is a meme. No, no, no. Shut up. <laughs> this is a meme, right? But you say, so-and-so is better at this than anyone is at anything. Yes. Right? Like somebody Just, would, Justin Roberts is you better would, at You would fight. say – you would watch Ronda Rousey and say, Ronda Rousey is better at – Fighting than anybody is. Is better at yes. anything they do. Justin Roberts truly was better at reading signs than anyone is at anything. Period. There is no one who does what they do better than Justin Roberts reading signs. I stand by my number one. I don't care that I cheated. I'm right. <laughs> I, I know it's an opinion list, but my opinion is correct, and the rest of you are assholes. I all of a sudden realized why we've complained about going long in the past. It's because Glenn goes on five-minute rants I, about why Justin Roberts. The right to talk about the greatness of Justin, and I want you to get him on the show. All right. <laughs> Uh, WrestleCrate, we love them. We do love WrestleCrate. We truly love WrestleCrate. Go to WrestleCrate.com right now. Use the code JOSENTME. Pick up a 10% discount on your WrestleCrate subscription package. It started just $15 a month, and no one would be happier than if you got them that as a gift. Think about this. Uh, holiday season, I know you're thinking to yourself, what are you talking about? Dude, it's September. Yeah. It's September. Yep. We are three months away from the start of the holiday season. Um, well, in my life, it'll be about two months because I hang my decorations up on November 1st and screw you if you have a problem you're, with that. You're, 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 I don't you're care. Just wrong. Go F yourself. You're wrong. Yeah. You know what? Justin Roberts is the best at reading signs too. Well, you're not wrong about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I bet Justin. Well, you know what? Wait, just, what, if, what, if, what if Justin Roberts reads a sign that says anyone who hangs decorations before Thanksgiving is a terrible well, person? Well, he, he's not agreeing with it. He's just reading. That was oh, the no, magic no, no, no. of Justin but, Roberts. But, but that's his voice. That is his <laughs> voice of authority. Don't hang your decorations, <laughs> but for Thanksgiving. That's right. God. And his word is law. <laughs> I'm going to have him come on just to I tell like, you you're I wrong. Like, I would like that. Um, but start thinking about it now because it would make a wonderful holiday gift if you sign someone up for a WrestleCrate subscription. Again, WrestleCrate.com and use that code JOSENTME. Aaron, you're on Twitter where? V-A-O-STER. And what's coming up at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Just more wrestling talk. And, wow, look at that. Know, yeah, you know, wrestling Who talk. Who would have thought? Yeah, it's good stuff. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. Please do that. Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com as well. Subscribe, rate. The podcast. Tell your friends. Please tell your friends. Yes. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio with two N's on Twitter, glennclarkradio.com, uh, facebook.com slash glennclarkradio. Those are the ways to find me. Uh, have a great week. For Wrestle Crate and for Aaron, I'm Glenn. This has been Jobbing Out.